Welcome everyone to Being Experiential Podcast. So excited to have our fourth and final pussy panel with these lovely ladies. And it's Bethany Evans and myself, Aaron Pruitt, here to do our final recording. Ladies, this is our final pussy panel. Can you believe it? <coughs> no, 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 we're like, no, no. yes, yes and no. <laughs> I think we got really comfortable with each other though by the I end. Know. <laughs> yeah. I missed out for our listeners. I was just sharing how bad my gas can get. And um, if you want to know about it, maybe we'll just bring it back for another episode. But until then, it's worth it. I and then I mean gas like out my butt, not gas like something I'm saying or other. <laughs> What's exciting about tonight is that we asked on our Facebook group, um, women who, what are their questions about our journey as a panel, reading the book. So the cool thing is we're finding out uh, from tons of other women, hey ladies, what was your pussy journey like? So be ready. We're going to pepper you with different questions. And until we do, can you give us your name, your astrological sign and your age? And one word <laughs> to oh, sum up, sorry, as I added something else. Oh, um, and one word, I think, to sum up just your experience overall of being on the panel for the book club. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, I'm Kathleen. Was I, yeah. Was I yeah. supposed to say my name? Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I forgot. First question. I'm Kathleen and I'm 70. And my astrological, I'm a Virgo. And I'd say the one word is liberating. Woo. I'm Menal and I am 54. My sign, I'm a Leo. And what is one word? Um, <clears throat> so connecting and freeing and I don't know, joy-filled, laughter-filled. More than one word, but oh well. <laughs> you get to do it. I love it. I'm MJ. I'm 47. I'm a Virgo. And also having trouble with one world word for the whole thing, but it has um, probably healing is, if you want one word, it's started to allow me to feel whole. <clears throat> that right, would be... Uh, okay, I'm Bethany. I'm 34. I'm an Aquarius. And I think the word for me has to be community. So I'm Erin. I'm 45. And I'm a Libra. And I would say um, inspiringly unpredictable. Like I could <laughs> not have predicted this process. So it's like, I'm just like, how cool. And I have my mom on here, right? Like, could I have imagined having a seven-year-old mom saying liberating, talking about her pussy? I know. So, yeah. If that's epic. <clears throat> Maybe that's a word. Uh, epic. Epic. Yeah. <laughs> epic. Yeah. <laughs> and our panel's a little bit smaller today. Unfortunately, we are, some of our ladies that are usually on can't, couldn't be with us. So that's what happens that's when about you it. Have, we had a, uh, uh, electronic literally a city mm -hmm. city to countywide problem so we had to reschedule and in that process um we got smaller but yeah. yet more intimate so you have more time to share and really 
um, your answers in this process for you, ladies. We'll just get deeper into our pussies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, MJ and I hung out this weekend and it's funny because we were even having some conversations in like a double date with our partners. And I think we even talked probably, we had pussy talk like a lot. Mm -hmm. And I loved it because I think they were so in. The guys are like, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm. And then they were like advising each other, probably more going towards MJ's partner to mine. I know that you guys, your Kathleen, Aaron, MJ, your husbands or partners all got together for a men's group, Mm -hmm. right? Recently. So maybe we could share a little bit about that, their experience of it from what you guys heard. That would be cool. I don't well, know when, they, right now or later. I don't know. Was it from reading the book or from um, no, they, they their have, experiences of the changes in you? Yeah. They didn't, they hadn't had that conversation yet because not everybody's partner in the group has read oh, the book. Gotcha. So, but I know that my husband is totally down to talk about it because he's very happy with the <laughs> results. I know. It was cute because my, so Carl wasn't so sure. We took the quiz, um, Samino, the quiz you popped in the Facebook group about what uh, sexuality type is, how I'm going to classify it. <clears throat> Erotic Are you, and say it again. Erotic blueprints. Yeah. You, yeah. Better said. Erotic <laughs> and accurate. Erotic blueprint. And so Carl and I took it and we were trying to understand it. And I'm like, you know what? MJ's going to be over. She'll t- explain it to us. Cause I said, I understand <laughs> to a certain level, but he has a different blueprint than I do. And so there's some similarities. And she obviously had done this deep dive of reading about it. What does it mean? What does it look like? And it was, I, it was awesome because I felt like in some ways, did you, what did you think Mel? I felt like uh, you, MJ and Carl had similar where mm-hmm. maybe me and your husband were similar. So almost like we were guiding each other how to support our spouses. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we found, I think we found the the element of Carl's that like the missing piece, because he mm. was having a really hard time figuring out, okay, what does this mean? And how does this work for me? Because the way that I experience it and like it is not the way that he was, but then something happened that I was like, oh, Aaron, I think it's this. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then he was like, try that. He was like, that, that kind of sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Go that direction. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> no, but I think we had talked about this, Aaron, when we were planning is maybe possibly having an episode where we have couples come on yeah. and talk, right. like, you know, like you guys all have partners. The male so be all you yeah. and I could just interview all of you guys. <laughs> Perfect. Cause it is, it does come up with like clients, you know, I have a lot of clients that listen to all of you ladies in the panel and they're like, well, how are their spouses doing this? You know, how, if long-term short-term relationship and that I know would be really yeah, uh, inspiring. It would, I would love to have the male perspective. On here. Okay. So one of our first questions we got out of the Facebook group, you ready ladies? Do it. Is what practice from the book inspire or um, inspired by the book or inspired by the book thank you <laughs> or panel has made most um you might need to read this <laughs> what, practice? Read right. <laughs> what practice from the book or inspired by the book or inspired by the panel has made the most significant imprint in your journey thus far so anything that you did while we were reading the book and recording 
Uh, well, I have two things. The first one that I did was getting naked in front of the mirror twice so far. Nice. That was profound for me. And not that it's still not comfortable, but it is just a muscle to build. And But it was profound to do that. And I'm much more tender, compassionate, loving with my whole body. And I feel my, I actually feel my pussy more interestingly enough you like know, touch I'm, it or you feel it without touching it like what do you mean oh i feel it she feels her energy more aware of the sensations than i have been <clears throat> beautiful but, yeah and then the other thing which maybe i should wait till later was with mj we did the spring cleaning we did the what what do you desire with a little twist that was really big for me a lot mm. of stuff was inside that so those are great. And it Put was two great Virgos to together and we're going to improve it. <laughs> yeah, make it your own. <laughs> it might be something you might have to post in the Facebook group because you now they're yeah. like, how did you improve it? Yeah. What did you do to take it to another level? So, <laughs> well, I don't know. Did we, we did, we did it our way. I would say we took what might've been perfectly fine the way mama Jean wanted it done, but we kind of talked with each other and, and had some, had rules around it. Right. MJ, mm -hmm. we, you know, we said, okay, we're not here to lecture or judge it, but if we had questions around what we, what, like, if I said something that MJ could ask me questions and say, well, what do you mean by that for clarification? Mm -hmm. And we didn't, we didn't go through a, a long list. Actually, I, you went a little bit, you had more than me, because I think we locked and loaded on something with me, but in the end, we locked and loaded with you too. Yeah. So we just kind of allowed it to be free form. And I don't, MJ, you want to say more about that? You know, I don't know, to explain how we did it. Yeah, I think we just, we, the, the wording felt weird. And, you know, when you get a Virgo and something feels weird, they're just going to be like, <clears throat> and <laughs> we had to, we had to massage it a little bit and get it to take the sting or the bitterness or whatever out to make it work for what we needed it to do. So we kind of reworded it and then we like, Kathleen said made our own rules that we were allowed to ask clarification questions and like nudge it if it needed to go in a different direction and um, when we tried to stay true to it where we kept asking the question over and over again and um, and for me it was really powerful because it never felt judgmental not even for it not for a second and I think that's part of the point is that it never mm -hmm. feels judgmental but the the nudging, asking the same question over and over again, it's kind of like start with why when you have to keep asking, well, why, well, why, well, why? And it, when you keep getting, digging in that, I think mine was more, like I didn't really know what was under there. And that nudging that Kathleen kept doing and then the gentle prodding and the asking of the questions finally got me to the point where I, I could identify that what I was feeling was I desired to stop feeling like a fraud and an imposter in my own body. And that had already come up with some of the other thing that one, um, I did that, we did the pole dancing class. And the last part of the pole dancing class, I was just a sobbing mess. It just, when you asked me did they, the strength stuff was great. We did the warm up, and then we did the strength part. And I'm like, yeah, put me on a pole and I could climb this sucker and I could throw <laughs> myself upside down. And I could do all the strength stuff. Cause that, I mean, that's, I'm strong. But then as soon as she started the sexy dancey part where you know she was teaching you choreography and you were supposed to move in a way that had been deemed sexy 
I like felt like somebody who grabbed me by the throat and was choking me. And so I just sat off to the side and watched for a minute. And then I tried to get back to it and I just couldn't. And I just mm-hmm. left and went and sat and sobbed. And Mina, it was the first time I'd ever met Mina that night. And she came and held me and talked me through and was so supportive and sweet, but it just cracked something open that night that, and it's the second time it's happened. But that class made me really realize, okay, you need to figure what the hell this is and get some, get going with it because this, like, you can't live like this feeling like you're an imposter in your own body and in your feminine body. I don't feel like an imposter in the masculine part. Like I, your mom and I were laughing. We both get teased about the way we walk <laughs> because we walk with such purpose that I think it's us inhabiting our masculine and then ask me to drag my toe and pop my hip and I'm going to be like good lord what the hell so it, that was really uncomfortable that was a really uncomfortable night mm. thank you um <clears throat> for me it's hard to say I've been um I've been struggling and um finally found the answer today. And it's that um, my nervous system's been dysregulated and it's been dysregulated since at least November and I haven't been sleeping well. And today I, I last week, so, so here's the brilliance of spring cleaning is that I have these spring cleaning partners and I've talked about this before where I've had these partners where like three years we've been doing a practice once a week. And so you really, get to know someone at a very deep level where you can start doing the types of things that Kathleen and and MJ were just talking about where you can, your intuition kind of kicks in and you can kind of ask a question or something. And so it's witnessing, but at the same time, there's a way in which it's like, I can feel things in my body that I can just offer to my sister and, you know, and she can tell me whether it feels right or not. And so I happened to offer to this one friend of mine it was like, she's talking about healing her nervous system. And I'm like, oh, go talk to so-and-so. And um, never once occurred to me that it's like, oh, I should look into it also. But last week she texts me and she's like, thank you so much for that recommendation. It was amazing. And then I'm like, wait a minute, why don't I make a session? So I had a session today and I swear the first time in however many months I actually felt my nervous system like downregulate. And so part of my challenge, like my, my practice was really was meant to be around self-pleasure. And a big thing that was happening for me was it was so difficult for me to feel my body because like my energy just was like out here and I couldn't actually like bring it into my body for any length of time. Um, so, um, so yeah, so it was, it's actually hard for me to answer that question. And especially since, since I am familiar with the tools and I use the tools, it's hard for me to say like which one actually stands out. But I can also speak to what you were just talking about this, this thing around witnessing this past weekend, <clears throat> two friends of mine, one of whom doesn't have um, any like like she knows all the stuff that I I've done, but she doesn't want to dip her toes in any of it. Um, She was having a meltdown and there was this way in which I was like, 
I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I kind of went into rescue mode. And then afterwards I could tell that I was totally triggered. I was like, you know, and you can try this and you can try that. Like I was trying to solve her problems for her, even though I know in my heart of hearts that it's like, this is a woman who, you know, has her own wisdom and I want to support her in accessing that. But what I realized was, and I had the same comparison again, it was actually with this other friend that I just mentioned. She was also in her own kind of meltdown. But since we use the tools and she's familiar with them, she was like, oh, I was like, let's just go into a spring clean. And she was able to get to an answer for herself. And I'm just realizing the difference for me in terms of <clears throat> how powerful it is to, to be in relationship with women who are familiar with the tools, because there's a way in which I can trust that I don't need to fix you. I don't need to rescue you. I don't need to save you. I just need to presence, be here present to you. And in using the tool, inevitably, it's like the sister will come up with her answer, whether it's that she needs to swamp, whatever it might be, the answer comes out. And I'm realizing like how, how much cleaner and how much, um, how do I say it? fuller those relationships feel to me after having them now and and actually having having a comparison <clears throat> so I just wanted to offer that you know I was I was just bouncing off what you said and and MJ and my experience I think the, the biggest thing for me with because the question that we asked back and forth was what do you desire and as I got as MJ would ask me more, what do you desire? What do you desire? And I finally said, I'd like to start doing my art again. And MJ was great because she didn't, she, I can't even remember kind of how you started to prod, you know, just ask around that questions. But I mean, I have had friends and family trying to get me to pick up an easel again for God, I don't know how long, a long time. And I've just resisted it and resisted it. And as MJ kept asking me questions and I kept thinking about it, I finally thought, and I said to her, I go, I just want to do it for the joy of it. I don't want to do it for any other reason. I just want to do it for me. And, and, oh, I'm losing you. And then I lost her connection. MJ said, well, how do you feel about maybe, oh, it's oh yeah, no? You're back. You're back. Oh, MJ you're back. say, how do you feel about using? Oh, like maybe, do, like maybe doing it. And we were both kind of talking about what we wanted to do, like actually set, okay, when would you like to set a time to do it by? And I said, yes, I would love to commit to when. So we did that, but there was no pressure. So that was awesome. And I, I think having another person, having that, what you said, Mino, where you have people that know you well enough and can actually work with you in such a loving and not lecturing or prodding or pushy way was really wonderful. I mean, I felt really close to MJ by the end of that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So much so that we've already, we were supposed to do it again today, but then we were. Oh doing this instead so we've already started to think about when can we do this again yeah 
place. Yeah. Yeah. There's something really, I mean, it's, it kind of goes back to, I don't remember, I think it might've been Aaron who said it before. There's something like really, um, it, they're like these cross wires almost. It's, it's like my brain, like on the surface, these tools don't seem to be like, it's like, yeah, what the, what's the big deal or whatever. But until you actually use them, it's like, there's something that, that I drop into really deeply that I can feel it in my body. It's like, it's like, this is what sisterhood's supposed to be like. Like, this is what it means to actually support a sister exactly where she's at not have to change anything for her. She can be, you know, in a swampy mess. She can be in an ecstatic high. And, and it doesn't take away anything from me. Like in so many circles that I'm in, I, I think Regina talks about this. It's like the women, all they know how to do is complain. Like that's the only level that they can meet each other at because it's like, oh, we can't talk about joy. We can't talk about being happy because what happens if, if, that's going to take away from somebody else's experience. Like if, if they're um, upset or angry or something like that, it's like, and to me, it's like, no, we like all of the motions are valid. Like I keep thinking about Brene Brown and how pivotal that her Ted talk was for me 10 years ago. when I'm like, Oh, all of the emotions, I should be able to experience all of them. So they're all valid. They're all welcome at any time but um i think oftentimes like we hold back joy especially in times like this in a pandemic where, where so many people are struggling it's it's like where is the space for joy there are joyful moments and it's like i want to celebrate those also i want the space for that the witnessing thing was really big we talked about that when we watched the movie just how important it is to have someone witness your journey your joy your pain your like any and all of it. Mm -hmm. We watched, which movie was it? Um, Strip Down, Rise Up. Rise Up. Yeah, yeah there's, there's something so powerful about like that non-judgmental presence. Um, it's almost like it penetrates through my own stories of how I keep myself silent or how I keep myself in my old patterns that it just like, it gives me approval where I'm not able to give it to myself. And so I can go deeper. I can yeah, go higher. It's interesting you say that, Mino, because I, my practice, I said I would um, get a, I get a mirror and basically look at my pussy. And I really, I was like resisting it. I think I had created a little bit, like it's going to have to look a certain way. Like I need to make it all sensual or whatever. And then I don't know, I just decided like, okay, I'm going to do it. I felt comfortable. I and I, and then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to look at my pussy. And then my daughter, all the kids were out of the house. So I'm like, okay. And then Carl gets home. I'm going to leave a towel and scissors because I've been wanting him to trim my hair, like my pubic hair. I, I'm not too that. I'm not that bushy, just some hair. And, and if I was, who fuck cares? Okay, whatever. So, so I, I just love that you have him do it. That's, that's, why I know. I that's I, why I'm I, laughing. <laughs> Okay. Oh, you guys wait to hear the story because I was like, of course he'll want to do this. And I look at it and I'm talking and I'm like using all of what I read from the book. And it was great. It was like, oh, and I actually went as to not step over. This was when I was looking at my pussy it was like, 
oh, I know you. Nothing. It was really like looking in the mirror at my face. Like I was very familiar, even though I ha- it's been a while since I've taken a mirror. And I also had a five-time mirror. So I really got to get in there. <laughs> um, so then I put the mirror down. Carl gets home. I'm half naked on the bed, spread eagle. I have my really good sharp scissors because I want him to know I trust him next to me and he had come back he had worked in the morning and then he went golfing and he comes in and he goes uh ugh, no (laughs) and carl just so everyone knows is six five really big guy and he just is standing over me i'm five not even five one i'm like sprawled eagle and he's like no really now and I was like, and I didn't share with him. Just, I was like, oh, I'm going to like be spontaneous. And, and I looked at him and I'm like, really? This is your answer? And he's like, yeah, I'm stinky. Like, and I went, I stood up and I, I put a stool between my legs at the end of the bed where he could sit. And I kicked that fucker across the room. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I kicked the stool, which I forgot the scissors were on. Oh no. And so things shit goes flying. And then he was like, what? And if you could see the two of us, we're like such the height difference, right? So it's like, I'm yelling at his belly button and he's like (laughs) towering over me. And I was like, I'm vulnerable right here waiting for you. And this is your answer. And he's like, you want me? Like I'm stinky. Like he was just in his head about being stinky and tired. And I think he thought it was going to lead to sex, which I didn't necessarily know if it would. And so in the end, we ended up taking our space. He ended up like having to leave the house. He's like, I need like came down. I was downstairs. I decided to meditate. That's my thing to not want to kill someone is I go into a meditation and I'm coming out of it and I'm like feeling calmer. And he's like, I, I got to leave. And then he drove around, whatever. We ended up talking. And what I got was I was so connected to my pussy. Like she's a beast when she's pissed. Like you don't uh, yep. fuck with her. <laughs> yeah. And I think that he didn't know, like he didn't know who he was talking to. Right. Like, cause I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> And I didn't know who he was talking to. Like, I was just like, I don't, and, and people know it's like, I don't throw, I don't kick shit. Like I'm very like tamed. And I think the reason why I added this to your share, Menal, is I do joy really well. I don't do furious. Mm. Or as my mother would say, livid. My livid is like, really? I'm going to be very controlled. Oh God, that's and terrifying this, by the oh, way. <laughs> He's seeing this awakening, right? I'm like, fuck you! I'll tear this shit down! And he's like, uh, what the hell? How dare you say no to my pussy? I knew. <laughs> I'm vulnerable. I was in this position. I can't believe you denied me. He's like, and all he keeps saying is, you want this right now? Like this? Yeah, and he's was, making it about him, yeah. Totally. Like, so I was... I think for me, it really brought our relationship in a way of we like laughed so hard. And he said, you know, when you left the room, you know what I did? I'm like, what? He goes, I fucking kicked the stool too. I was like, she's gonna do it. I'm going to do it. And I was like, I thought I kicked it really far because it was really, really far. And he's like, no, I helped you. I got it further. <laughs> I love it. So for me, it's that range of emotion. Right. And I don't know if he would have gotten that response if I wasn't so connected to my pussy and like 
like, yay, she's lovely and this and that. And then to hear him say, no, I was like, you don't say no. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Like, I'll burn this house down, you idiot. Like, I was ready to, like, I was ready to brawl. <laughs> oh, that's the best story ever. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. You're that. welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's it. That's all I have. Oh, I love it's totally separate, but you are unleashed, Sharon. You are now unleashed. unleashed. Woo! It was that even that more than before. Wow. <laughs> No, yeah, I think it, I think you're right. Yeah, Erin, she did have a side. She didn't, I don't think you'd like to tap into your darker side before we started Mm-mm. this process. Yeah, I I've noticed that. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, speaking up, but like letting my emotion sort of reining it in. Yeah. And I think it's partly because I'm a, a Libra. Yeah. I'm the middle child of five kids. Like I can tell you the why I've kind of kept myself tamed in a certain way. Um, and I just like, but the funny, I I just kind of like, let it go. The funny part is I actually sometimes am laughing at myself while I do it. Like I almost can see myself. I'm like, oh girl, you're really, oh, you're really going for it. Oh, oh, (laughs) I even did it. Can I share mom what I did to you? I was, yes. That's (laughs) what I was thinking of while you were talking. I was like, yeah, please. Cause I think that has to do with the book. I think the whole thing. It's part of it. Yeah, sure. Go. I agree. So quick, quick share. MJ, my mom and I watched the movie Strip Down, Rise Up. We had this amazing conversation. Uh, at one point, my mom and I are talking about how we engage and she feels like I tell her what to do. And, and we have this like moment. I'm like, mom, you can't, I'm not going to get small for anyone. I'm not going to get small for you. And look at who you've made. And so we're like, oh, I feel like MJ and I get in the car and we look at each other like, that was a wonderful, that was a beautiful moment. Like, yes, wasn't it? Go to bed, wake up. I'm again, just coming out of my meditation at 6.45 in the morning, 7 a.m. Ding! My mother texts me and it's like, oh, sweetie, wasn't last night wonderful? And I had such a good time with you and MJ. And what's up with you not wearing your mask? I really feel like you're trying to what is going on? And are you upset with your sister? I really feel like something's wrong here. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I did not say I'm summarizing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like a Virgo's long text at 7am on a Saturday morning. Right. (laughs) Ultimately we talk briefly. I have to go work out. So I say, mom, I'll call you back afterwards. I was pissed. And I said, look, I'm pissed. I'm hurt and frustrated. Whoops. As I knock over my microphone. And so then I come out of the workout. I finally call my mom and she's actually in a good mood. She's like, I was just wondering why. And can you tell me? And, you know, your sister did it this way. I don't understand why you can't do it. And I was just like, and she got, I think I eventually said, you know, you're right, mom. I'm an asshole. Sorry you had birthed an asshole. I'm not like my sister who's, you know, sent from God and fuck you, mom. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hang up. I only heard the first fuck you. <laughs> That's the only oh. one. I heard. <laughs> and then I come like, home and I tell Carl, well, can we talk? He's like, well, I'm really busy. I'm like, well, I just told my mom, fuck you. And he goes, everyone get out of the garage. Aaron and I need to talk. Like, what? He goes, first text your mom immediately and say that is never appropriate to say fuck you. <laughs> I walked out after you hung and you hung up on me. 
The yeah. two I didn't hear, Aaron said was because she was trying to hang up on me and she was in her car. So she's <laughs> hitting it and she's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, mom. <laughs> I was so shocked. I went out of the bedroom and I, dad was in the kitchen. I'm like, well, he goes, how did it go? Because he knew that you, we, I knew you were upset with me by then. I said, well, not real good. Aaron told me to fuck off and hung up on me. <laughs> And dad goes, really? I go, yeah, that's not like her. <laughs> oh my God. He like texted me a little bit later, like, clearly you're upset because this is not normal behavior. I want to hear yeah. that. But I'm going to look at myself for a moment because this is not normal. And it led to a really good conversation. Very good conversation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Aaron's fiery pussy leads to really good conversation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> After exactly. he told you to fuck off, then you have <laughs> a really good conversation. After that. I'm waiting for who's next to get in line. Who wants to be my friend? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> I do. All day, <laughs> and I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and Aaron, you I know, really had I what you had to say was what had great value. I really I had a blind spot when it came to something, you know, a couple of things you said. So it was really enlightening and and the other thing with Erin, I always know, no matter what happens between us, we'll work it through. That she's not going to close the door and walk away, you know. Nor will I. But yeah, so I kind of anyway. know you're a sure thing, so that's something I do have. Like, I'm like I kind of know that I can't get rid of you. So, I'm like, my yeah. Mom's so yeah. But I did know that you know, she, not every, not all of her children, all times. Like you know, it's and relationships have always shown up that way. So I realized I was talking to Carl about. It. I said. I also want to acknowledge, like, I don't want to trigger her that I would do something that's hurt her before with other relationships. Mm. So I think the sweet thing that I think is, um, comes in my mom's and my relationship is that we've done a lot of inner work and we've really cleaned up our side of the street. So it's not that something blows up. It just, things get messy. Mm -hmm. And I'm always impressed. I think this book definitely supports that is the humor that comes in so quickly. It is like, like a storm comes in and then a fresh air. Cause as quickly as I was like, fuck you talking, we were laughing Mm -hmm. it through and same with Carl. Like, I think he was just like, Oh, we can laugh about this. Okay. Thank God. Cause like, (laughs) kind of scary. (laughs) Um, Can I say what Carl wanted to say? He yeah. Almost tried, he was going to, when we were talking, he said, I guess I called, whatever I called him, or he, he said, I was going to kind of joke and say, fuck you, Kathleen. And <laughs> I would have laughed had he done that. I would have thought that was hysterical, but he was scared. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was scared. <laughs> My argument with you, our upset with you came after this so i think he was scared to do anything to the to the women in this family he was like they're unpredictable like that's kind of hot with aaron but it's kind of scary well that is i think you're like the pussy is unpredictable like that's the energy i mean she's untamed she's not yeah you know she will not be tamed (laughs) once you let her out out. (laughs) new cage bird sing kind of concept oh you know i've got a raptor or something she'll calm down she'll calm down it's just like when you let a a, you know a tiger out of the cage for the first time it's gonna be a little bit fierce (laughs) i'll let you know i'll let you know when it turns into a kitty and it stops being a tiger okay (laughs) or maybe it won't ever that's true maybe not yeah yeah mel or b do you have anything that along your journey 
Um, for me, <laughs> sorry, for me, um, I think, like I said, community was the biggest thing for me, like actually being able to share these practices with other women and just create this whole concept with Erin in, in general and the Facebook group and um, practice, learning more about bragging and upwriting was really big mm -hmm. for me. And I really, really enjoyed that practice. I noticed I upright naturally, like that's something that I do naturally with other people, but the bragging part was not something that was natural to me. I always felt like, oh no, people are going to think I'm, you know, selfish or full of myself or whatever it is, you know, talking about those things. So it was, it was good to practice doing that in the Facebook group. Um, and to accept the, the upwriting too from other women, because that's also something I would normally block out <laughs> or, you know, deflect or be like, no, that's no, it's okay. You don't, you know, you don't have to say that. That's not true. Um, so that was really big for me. And then another thing too, it was the day that we went to the pole dancing class. Um, I was having a really, really hard day. It wasn't related to, well, it was just related to something else that had come up for me. I was in a really dark place and I was, um, I actually shared in the Facebook group, like what I was experiencing and like, I was going through a lot of self-worth issues and, and feeling really down about myself. And so just sharing that with you guys in the group was really big for me to allow others to support me and to actually ask for, for, uh, what I needed, which was like, basically someone give me some words of affirmation. Cause that's my love language. Um, is tell me, tell me that I'm great. Right. Cause right now I'm not feeling that great. So, and again, that feels really weird to me to actually ask for a need, like, please tell me that you love me. Right. Like that feels strange. Um, and again, like I'm selfish or like I'm vain or the, all those things come up for me when I, when I practice those things. Um, so that was really awesome. And cause I almost didn't go, I didn't want to go to the pole dancing class because I was like, oh, I don't want to like bring everyone else down. And I don't know if I'm even going to want to, um, but Minol and MJ were really great. And they're like, please come, you know, still come and, and meet us. And so I did. And I, what I noticed and I had shared with Minol when we got there was um, Regina talks about in the book. Um, I think it, it is through swamping, whereas like when you're feeling really low and we're really down, you allow yourself to be in it, but then you'll always end with pleasure. And that's not something that I do. I kind of just stay in the down part for a really long time until I can pull myself back up. And so the going to the pole dancing class was like me ending in pleasure, right? It was an actual like pleasuring my pussy, but it was something my pussy really wanted to do and to practice and to feel sexy and to feel just, just to have fun and, and connect with other women in that way. So that's something I've been taking on is, okay, yes, you feel, feel down when you feel down, but then remember to do something after to end in pleasure. So those were real, that's been really huge for me. Did, um, I'm forgetting now because Regina's done a few calls in the past few weeks, but one of the calls, there was a woman on there who had been through a betrayal. Mm. And so she needed to swamp. Regina turned some, I think it was grief music on. Mm -hmm. and and she started crying and then somewhere in the middle of it Regina's like okay if possible can you kind of wash yourself with some turn on mm -hmm. and everyone on the call felt the shift and the woman felt it too and she all she could say what I remember was she said said oh it felt like like I was flipping a pancake like that was the only way she, but she could feel like there's and someone else came on to offer a frame and the frame was was it was all and this is how I experienced it in my body was that at the beginning she was caught up in the 
story that she was telling herself that the grief was about. But when she brought turn on in it, it just became pure emotion. There was no story. Mm. And so there was a way in which she actually met her body and it, it was a, it was a radical change. And so it's like, I got, I got at another level why Regina's like when you always finish with turn on mm-hmm. when you're swamping, it yeah. doesn't matter what emotion precedes it. You always finish with turn on. Mm. Yeah, that's huge. MJ, did you answer, answer that question? Yeah, I sort of piggybacked because I did the spring cleaning with Kathleen. I did the pole dancing with Needle and Bethany. I watched, I just like invested myself in all of it. And I did everything, yeah. Yeah, you're deep like, in the process. Yeah, and, and then uh, I, I think the, the biggest one for me out of all of this was the challenge to do that photo shoot. Mm. I think that was what got the biggest shift made that biggest shift for me because I made a book for my husband for Valentine's Day which I will leaf through more often than he does (laughs) and printed out a couple of the pictures and put them on my um, vision board and my altar and to remind myself how that felt and the I think that was me taking my or starting to take my power back so I I keep reflecting back on that and looking at that experience. Um, And it's opened up a lot of doors for me to recognize that I have a lot of messaging around my, the feminine part of me that has been, I've been told it was turn it off. It's not okay. It's not safe. It's not all of those kinds of things that like more than one book talk about. So all the practices that I've been doing, and then I've had sessions with Kelly Evans and, um, been doing more readings that it's all around becoming whole that I'm I feel fragmented I feel like a fraud and an imposter in certain parts of myself and it's trying to reclaim the balance of the feminine the masculine feminine that's where the space I'm inhabiting right now is because the masculine I would say is probably 80 percent of what I do every day or who I am and i working on breaking that down and and getting all those other parts back so I can be a whole human. Mm. MJ, I'm really celebrating that you can go actually like look at your photos because that's been a challenge for me. It's like, it's like, I don't have a problem going and having the photos and feeling sexy when I'm doing it. But when I go back and I try to look at them, a part of me is like, oh, that's not me. Like it, it feels like it's someone completely different. And I think it's because like, it, that's, that's my fragmentation. It's almost like I go back into a different part of myself that's fragmented. And so I can't actually see those photos as me through that particular lens. So I'm really celebrating that you're actually, you're able to actually see yourself in them. Well, and that was the first question 45 minutes later, so. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's how powerful this this has been, you know? It just shows you. We'll we try to hurry it along. <laughs> another question from the Facebook group and from another sister goddess that brings up religion. How have you reconciled with pussy being your inner guide, assuming you have, as opposed to a higher being? 
which is what was taught in most religions. Has anyone struggled with this? Has anyone made peace? I've, I've struggled. I struggled very hard in the beginning. Um, when it was, you know, I think I said in the, the first one that when uh, she said I would sell my soul for that, I was like, I just pulled back. I'm like, ah, now I don't really see, I see uh, that they're like this. I mean, God and where I am spiritually, because I really believe in a higher being. I'm not, um, I'm not a religious. I don't belong to a particular religion, but I think I'm a deeply spiritual person. So I kind of see my body, my pussy, my heart, my soul, every, my spirituality is just everything complements the other. So it's a working together. It's not that pussy rules over everything. I just believe it's a, it's a working together for me. That's how I've come to terms with it. I think it's a whole thing together. Uh, but I think for the struggle was based in, I was raised that the pussy, my body was the enemy, that being a female and my vagina and my, everything that made me feminine was somehow bad and wrong and responsible for everything, you know, responsible for, you know, birth and pregnancy and evil, you know, and so much responsibility was layered on it. So that is what I've let go of and that I've said no to. So anyway, but yeah, that was a battle for me. It, I mean, it wasn't much of a battle for me because I've kind of expanded, I think, my view of spirituality over the years. Um, and there's scripture, I think it's in Corinthians, fact check it. Um, <laughs> pretty sure it's in Corinthians, I did biblical studies for three years, that your body is a temple that the Holy Ghost inhabits. Yeah. So if that's true, and believers believe that that's the word of God, then if your body is a temple, then isn't your pussy part of that temple? And the, isn't she maybe the Holy Ghost speaking through you, right? That's possible if that's what that scripture says. So I think it's, I mean, if you were created in the image of something higher, call it God, if you call it God, call it source, call it whatever you call it. If we're tapping into something that knows better, knows more than we do, then isn't it all part of that knowing that power that strive towards being your highest self it, so it all feels to me like it all fits the puzzle pieces might be different for everybody else but it all feels like when you really boil it down we're yeah. saying the same thing yeah i kind of saw it like it's funny because i saw it like lighting up and connecting like my pussy has a voice like like, like I just saw it that I would connect the chakras, like, cause feeling safe and creative. I've always spiritually through meditation or through classes, whether yoga or, or spiritual metaphysical classes, I've 
look for connections, right, to source. And what I know for sure is I have a tendency spiritually to skip over the guidance I get from my my compass being my body. Like I want to like just skip that and go right to like God. And and I have I have been told by so many teacher Aaron you're like a spirit. You're a soul having a human experience. We can't skip over the human part. And for me, this book was an opportunity to ground into that, like start there. Cause I wanted to go to source and then go back to body. And that was like, not a bad thing. It was whatever it was, but doing it this way, I think what arose for me was, um, a deeper a gratitude of what the gift I've been given. And I also, as you heard, I discovered a deeper, a different voice in me. I discovered like this, um, to me, it sounds like a beast, but it's not like this ugly beast. Like it feels like she's this beautiful, strong force um, that reminds me like there's been t- moments, you know, I was molested when I was a child and we went to court when I was seven and I like, thank God supported my parents guiding me, but I did things where I had to speak to police officers for over a year. And I, I think it was her, it was that beast in me that was like, fuck this. I'm not going to own this shit. And I think when my husband died, same thing was like, I'm not going to lay down for this. Like I'm going to rise up. And I, and for me, this is the first time I read a book that started there and then I was able to like tap there and then connect. Mm, beautiful. Well, and they're called feelings <laughs> for a reason because yeah, you right? feel them yeah. <laughs> in your body first and yeah. what a service we do to kids when you ask how does this feel yeah. and take them through their body journey first and then they can actually figure out, like for me, I'm very, I feel everything in my body first. So whenever anything happens, like it's always my throat, it's like my throat chakra is all kind of jacked up, but it's like, it feels like somebody just starts to strangle me. It's the first thing that happens. So I know there's a, something happening because I, that's the feeling. Feel. Yeah. Well, my, so I, didn't grow up in a very religious household. My, um, we're, we're Hindu, but when my parents came to this country in the late sixties, there weren't a lot of Indians and there certainly wasn't any family nearby. And most of the, most of the festivals and um, religious occasions in India are celebrated like with large groups of people. So anyway, so my mom, she really believed that God, God is in everything. And so she would take us to Sunday school. She would take us to Easter service and like, like she would take us to a lot of different places. But for me, that always felt there was like this dogmatic, you know, this is what you do. You, when you worship this particular form of God, you have to do it seven times. And if you don't do it seven times, then you're bad. And, and so I was all, I've, been on this path for a while of realizing well most teachings tell you to go up and out to connect with something higher but if what's out is also within and if I am when we say namaste which comes from the Hindu traditions from Sanskrit it's that the divine in me 
bows to the divine in you, then if the divine is in me, then I should be able to connect to the divine by going down and in as well. And so, so I always had that question that I was exploring and then combined with my history of being assaulted and, and disassociating from my body, my path has been to want to come back to my body. So any practice that I've been taught, including to a certain extent yoga, which is so linear, didn't feel right to me. And so I've been on a pussy led journey to wake up my libido and the places that she's taken me even before I realized that was the voice I was listening to um, are, are way beyond like the reason why I know it was her was because my mind never, ever would have signed me up for those things. Like it wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have even like, like, I don't go there, like that kind of thing. And, and, but yet I could feel something in me saying like, oh, you have to go try this. And so it's like, all right, like, let me follow that. And so, um, yeah, I feel I feel like when I read the book and then going to mastery where Regina does this whole ritual around this and she introduces like the, the lineage of like the different goddesses and the different figures of the, of the woman and when, it, when she was worshiped and when that our form was worshiped, it was, it was just this like, hallelujah, I've come home. Like, I didn't even know that this existed. And so to, to meet someone who was actually speaking that language that I couldn't even put words to was, was so powerful to me, you know, and to, to then, and then to have her turn around and say, it's like, you know, that like, it's a, it's a fucking miracle that we can conceive and carry a baby and you know and bleed the way that we do and we don't die and you know all of this it's like it's actually it's a fucking miracle and so if I can see every woman as the fucking miracle that she is then like what would it take for me to see myself that way like that's what this practice has been for me for the past three years and sister Mm -hmm. and it goes back to the witnessing there are times when it's like when I'm not able to see myself that way it's like I can look in my sister's eyes and see her reflection like reflecting back to me what the truth she sees the deeper truth that she sees in me I think that's that that's why the sisterhood is so important I can't do it on my own I'm not actually not meant to do it on my own because that's the masculine way, right? Shoulder, you know, yeah. like I'm strong. I got this covered. Get out of my way. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, that's the masculine path. It's so interesting you say that, Mino, because this last week I had several week and a half. I had several people come to me as clients, and the way people pitched me a little bit was, "Oh, she's an executive coach who's also intuitive," and these women were not interested. And these were like high executives. These are high in the co different companies. And then for something happened where they went to my website and they're like, oh, wait, you're intuitive. Oh, wait, you're going to come. You're going to talk to me through the feminine. And then they were like, oh, we, we want to, I like literally back to back three different women were like, oh, we want to talk to you because you're not 
the masculine is what I heard. You are going to come through another way. And I have laughed because here's the thing. I constantly for years tried to um, masquerade in the masculine. Like, well, I can do like, I guess exa- I use the, I would even use the language that I would identify as masculine. It's just my perception of like, oh, I'll use structure and, da, 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 and we'll follow through and, you know, you can brand yourself and blah, blah, blah. And really the truth is, is I'm like, that's not me. And when I, when I keep standing in my authentic feminine, right. In that kind of, um, more bendable way, it shows up. I get honored by other women mm-hmm. more yeah. and more by being authentically me. Yeah. And I love it because anytime one of us steps into our authenticity, we cause another, invite another to do it. And then it's just yes. this ripple. Yes. yes. You, the um, meditation I did with you last week where you asked us to look in the mirror uh-huh. at the very end of the meditation, she asked us to look in the mirror and you were seeing what your feminine self looked It was like, like self-love, seeing yourself through self-love. Yeah, like if you were to see yourself and that's the journey I've been on, I've been working on like redefining what sexy is mm. because it's not for me ruffles and lace and pink and long hair and frills and <laughs> all that kind of stuff is never going to be that for me and it was so funny to hear every woman in the room see something different in that mirror but that fit for who they were and it was I don't know it was a really cool exercise you should I you shouldn't I'm not going to should you it would be lovely <laughs> if more women got to experience that Oh, thank you. Yeah. There's something with that, like that embracing of self-love. And I think for me too, is, and I not managing other people, like I'm going to love myself and fuck y'all good luck and do what you need to do. I'm not going to manage you. I, I just need to hold my space and trust you'll hold yours unless invited otherwise. But like I anticipate managing people all the time. And that's something I keep learning as I get older. And in this book is like, how do I just manage me mm-hmm. and let everyone manage themselves? Like they're, we're all adults. And if they need support, they'll let me know. If I step on their toes and they say, ouch, I'll say, sorry, or, or am I not? I might kick a fucking stool. I can't guarantee what <laughs> but I'll be it's unpredictable now, people. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And I had a really, I had a really funny experience where um, I just started going to the center of spiritual living and this is about a year and a half ago. And I was taking one of their um, classes and it was learning the method in which they pray. And so I was working on sexy at the time, like, you know, like really feeling sexy and all of this. And so they were, they were like, you know, start with the qualities of God. And I'm like, I can't think of it, you know, and one of those offerings was, was like, you know, think of people who are, you know, who have those qualities that you hold up, but it's like, I, it just really struck me. I'm like, I don't think of God as sexy. I mean, like, you know, when you think of like all these compassionate leaders and, you know, Gandhi and mother Teresa or whatever, it's like, none of them, you don't think of like, who do you actually revere as sexy, but also that this is a, a God quality, like, and, and 
And there's like a whole, like a few more chapters to that particular story, but it, I just remember that was so potent. So yeah, like to see myself through the eyes of self-love, like I can do that, but to add in the sexy piece also, the erotic piece, it just like, it's still like there's this dissonance that, yeah, this combobulation that kind of happens for me. Well, I think that's a good point though. It points out that there's a clear feminine like energy that's missing from church and religion most of the time, right? Because there is also goddess. So, and that's what, what Regina talks about. She calls it, you know, everyone, her sister goddess, sister goddesses. And that goddesses are sexy and they are erotic, you know, and depending on their, the power and the, their energy, uh, they are all of that. So that I think is a good point, or at least what I heard in, in what you said is, it, when we're talking about spirituality, a lot of the time that isn't represented, but it is still sacred and spiritual, you know, our sexuality and our sensuality. Yeah. I'm just having, I'm giggling, thinking I grew up Catholic. Oh God, I would have loved to have had a goddess day. That would have been fucking funny. Oh, I not only grew up Catholic, See? but I went to a Catholic private school with a bunch of nuns. <laughs> in there God, i know oh, i know right. right like sexuality is completely stripped from you know that that world yeah. it was oh, yeah oh, go ahead no you go mom oh i was just uh, yeah i went to 12 years went to four years of boarding school with the nuns and you know you're just i think that is the thing the book the liberation of the book is uh being feminine being sensual being encouraged you know that this is wonderful and i'm being allowed at those young ages to to feel everything that's in your body with a freedom you know and with a joy and an encouragement you know in the catholic faith for sure that was i mean that's why you went to confession for all those reasons you know if you had a sexy dream you were supposed to wake yourself up yourself back to sleep I mean there were just some so you learn you know so to be able to the book has given permission more than permission to really start feeling and enjoying it and honoring it knowing how rare and how wonderful it is and for me I'm early in the journey I you know I'm I'm, I'm a little slow I'm behind a little bit you're a 70 year old novice. That, that's like, me. that's so cool. Like, yeah, the last yeah. Time we were all novice in something. I mean, really, there's so much you can play with in being a yeah. novice at 70. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm just thrilled I'm here. I <laughs> wasn't sure whether I would be here at, you know, before I died. So just, it's a wonderful feeling to kind of be a girl. A little girl with it in a way you know mm, yeah mm-hmm. that's beautiful i well, got to hear oh go ahead um amy puller in a recent interview on dax shepherd's um, armchair expert and she was talking about how as a comedian you know she's an author writer director all these accolades but she was saying how there was an agreement you don't if you're a female, you don't sexualize yourself. Like you don't show that you're female on stage. And mm. I was like, fuck, I feel like she's talking about a nun. Yeah. I swear to God, is she, wait, she's talking about being a comedian, you know, up and coming in the eighties, nineties, mm. early two thousands. 
And I was just like, wow, how pervasive probably that is. I mean, I know as a trainer and a consultant, I would think about what I wore. If I bend over, will I, well, my body get in the way. Mm. And I'm really rethinking that. And same thing with Amy Poehler. She's like, I'm really rethinking how I was brought up in the industry, what the industry did, and then what my interpretation of the industry. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like we are in a time where there's a rising up and there's a rethinking. And hopefully, you know, I believe it. I also feel like there's a reclaiming yeah. of what yeah. it gets to look like. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that that is a good place to ask where do you see like us individually and collectively as women, like, where do we go from here? This was one of the questions that came up in the Facebook group too. She asked like, you know, where do we go from here? Like our panels ending, right? Like the Facebook group will still be around. People can Mm -hmm. still join and we'll keep it going, but how do we keep this going? How do we keep this momentum going? Maybe individually or collectively, either way you want to answer. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be both. So my experience is that collectively it's, it's a little bit harder um, only because like once a container is complete, there's a way in which everyone kind of dissipates, but just because the container's not being held anymore. Um, but personally find partners to do the practice period. Like, like that's where it starts. Um, and you know, it took me like six months after mastery ended. It was like, even though I had gone through three, three or four months, whatever it was at the time of, of using the tools diligently during the container, once it was done, it was just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, we'll do it again. And then, you know, it's like kind of slide. And then about six months later, and it was funny because it was, it was when Regina's, um, was opening up the next year of mastery. And I was talking with one of my friends that I'd done mastery with. And she's like, you know, why, why would you take it? Well, her point was, she said, why would you take it again? Why wouldn't you start by using the tools first and then decide whether you want to take it again, but don't take it again, just because you're not using the tools. Mm. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a really good point. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good point. (laughs) It's a very good point. You apply it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like call on this worldwide sisterhood or in this case, this local sisterhood and actually use them. Oh my God, what a radical concept. Um, but yeah, use the tools. The tools really work. Yeah, but I think that speaks to something that's important for women is we, we thrive in community. And sometimes yes. when we're not doing it with other people, if it's just us doing it alone, we c- yeah. it's easy to fall off and not keep going. Yeah. So that's what I would say collectively is just start gathering with other women, you know, join, form your own groups. If you don't have one or you're not going to join ours, whatever it is, uh, talk to women and about openly about things that you're experiencing and just start small and keep building. Yeah. I think you're moving. You must have something to say. (laughs) Finger was rising up. No, wasn't it? It kind of lifted. My mom has a pointy finger that joins her communication. <laughs> it's very effective. Where is pointer? No, sorry. Cut <laughs> <with my> mom. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah, I know for me, I think MJ, you, did you call me, was it your idea to get together? 
for the uh, spring cleaning? I think so. Yeah, because I know, uh, just speaking for me, I am re so resistive. Not so, I'm getting much better. But this, I mean, like, as every time I come on this, I'm so glad I'm doing it. But the day of and the two days before, I'm like, fuck, God damn it. I just want to go relax tonight because I'm tired and I don't feel like dealing with this. But I know because we, I've been involved in so many things in my life that once in, it makes all the difference. It keeps me accountable. It reminds me. It has me get back on track to the things that I want. So for, I don't know how many people out there are like me, but it's it probably it helps to have someone like MJ or somebody who can pull me in. And then I have to also speak up. I have to, and it's hard for me to ask. That's the other thing. I, I find I struggle with reaching out at times. Um, so, but I can say, having a community of women is maybe that's one of the biggest things from the book. I am so aware of how much we need each other, how much and how amazing we are. I don't know. I don't think the world, I know the world could not go on without us. It just couldn't because we're that extraordinary. So uh, that's what my, hope is that we bond together that we keep coming together you know because the direction of the world i think it's our time i'll you know i don't have that much longer here but you guys and our children and our grandchildren these women are going to make all the difference in this world and i think we're just beginning to rise really mm -hmm. i think anyway so I, think <laughs> I feel like i'm at church tonight <laughs> <laughs> praise, praise the pussy. Yes, praise, <laughs> praise pussy. <laughs> oh my God, that would be hilarious. Don't they do that in church where they stop every like so often and say something? Right. Hail yeah. something. Hail something. Right. Hail, yeah, yeah. Oh, we were yeah. just like, hail pussy every yeah. like five minutes. <laughs> or we could take a line from The Handmaid's Tale and instead of saying, blessed be the fruit, you can say, blessed be the pussy. Oh yeah, <laughs> blessed be the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> another shirt idea right i i think mm -hmm. that part of how we keep it alive is by passing it on mm. is by finding women who haven't read it yet and then taking them through the journey and being responsible for introducing them and and doing those practices with them because i still there's still practices in there that i want to do i still want to do the swamping and the framing and the um the holy trinity i think is what it's called right we brag and then gratitude mm -hmm. and then there's one of the part yeah. but there's still so much good stuff in there that we haven't even touched on yet that could keep us and i'm very virgo which i like my things organized just like okay so <laughs> january i'll do this one in february i'll do this one in march I'll do this one. <laughs> and then i'll go back. maybe you can put your schedule in the facebook yeah, group right. so everyone can work and you can <laughs> invite if you want to share yeah you're like this is witness. the theme of this month <laughs> I would totally do. I love that stuff. I mean, yeah. you have to, now you have to. Oh, I think that's, that's important because I think there are some women who don't, who don't uh, thrive in creating structure like that for themselves. And they look to other people yeah. for that. So that, you know, which is what I think Regina gives all of us too, is that structure, the, that's the tools and the practices. And it's hard when we're starting out, we don't know 
what we're doing. So <laughs> yeah, that's the way you can lead. The other women. Go. I'm totally down to pay it forward because I'm good on social media. I don't have to actually talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Well, yeah, there's, I'm oh, sorry. I was gonna say, there's a lot of questions we didn't get to that I wrote that I really liked, but I was thinking about, I'll just post them in the Facebook group and maybe everyone can answer. I think that would be a really cool way to bring everybody in. So please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, on behalf of Bethany and I, I just want to acknowledge. Um, so what we did is we asked you to come to read a book to then come on a podcast and talk about your pussy and not just talk about your pussy big. Oh, and if everyone, I don't know if they remember this from the first recording is we, you agreed to do one or more activity and then agreed to share. And to me, that is bravery. That is a commitment to the journey of being human. And most important in this moment, being a woman and a journey where a lot haven't gone yet, right? Like we are hesitating with the title, pussy. And you ladies said, not only will I read it and I will do the journey, I will do the activity. I'm going to share, trusting that my share will cause a positive ripple, trusting that it'll be heard in a way that it's intended. So I want to just say on behalf of Bethany and I and all of our listeners, thank you for being the brave and thank you for really showing us what's possible by being a woman publicly mm-hmm. and in, and stepping forward in the empowering your pussy and connecting because i know it made a profound difference in my life i cannot fucking imagine the profound difference it made to everyone that's going to listen tomorrow the next day weeks months to come so thank you thank you thank you <laughs> yes absolutely thank you Our pleasure yeah it is, it, it, i think this like surpassed anything i ever could have imagined it would be and i was so just like struck by the just seeing everyone participate and it's it was so inspiring so thank you everyone it's been such a pleasure and I know I get to have conversations with my clients that are be booking and you're going to be in the conversation. Just know that I will, they'll be like, Oh, you know, when Mino said this, I had an aha. And then when MJ yeah. told me how to get it done. And then that you had this relationship with your mother. I think there's an opening with me and my mom. Like I yeah. guarantee just in my own practice, with my clients, this is going to live on. And I know due to, the laws of karma and law of attraction and it's going to grow and morph and be whatever it needs to be. So it's, I mean, God, whoever thought you'd leave a pussy legacy. I mean, not me. Not me. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have thought so, but it's not, it's not so new yeah, now. Now I know. <laughs> now I know. Now I'm like, fuckers, I knew this. <laughs> I did, but I was like afraid to, you know, I think this, the, the podcast and, and the panel and the Facebook group was like confirmation seeing this is where, like, this is what I helped other women to, you know, to get to this place. Like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. So it was confirmation mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Well, and our, our children and grandchildren and their grandchildren are going to benefit from the fact that we're uh, going to have open and real conversations with girls about 
their pleasure and their bodies and not being the masculine and being able to integrate and all these like just opening conversations with them is going to be life-changing yeah absolutely so with that may the pussy power be with you (laughs) and also with you you. and also with you (laughs) and also with me praise pussy we're gonna go bow to the pussy now yes um and the facebook group is still there it's not going anywhere so if you would like to read the book and join you still can and catch up on all of our conversations and listen to the past episodes so thank you everybody for listening and thank you guys for being on i love you guys so much Mm -hmm. bye bye bye